Just take that in for a minute. That love lifted me. If you don't hear anything else today, hear this. Jesus of Nazareth came to seek and to save that which was lost. In the first century, the Romans crucified him until he was dead. Completely dead. He was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Where he laid in body alone. Scripture says that three days later he rose from the dead. And he was seen by many whom God had appointed for him to be seen. Jesus is the Messiah. Through his death and resurrection you have received forgiveness of sins and life everlasting. And that is good news. I'm Pastor Joe. Would you pray for me this morning? Holy God, thank you for your patience. for your faithfulness, for the gifts which you have bestowed upon your church to testify about your goodness and your mercy and your love. Holy God, thank you for your persistence. Now, Lord, whether through me or in spite of me, reveal yourself to your church, which you have gathered here in this portion of your world, that you might be glorified. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. It's a chilly start to the morning. Did anybody else make it to the sunrise service? Well, I don't see any hands, Tom. Oh, Tom was there. Tom was there. There's a couple in the back. The weather has a funny way of doing that, doesn't it? When it's miserable and raining outside, we're like, I'm not sure I want to go stand at the overlook where there's no protection from the elements. Something happened this morning, though. I want to share with you the story that was told. I'm going to share it from Luke's Gospel. As As a preacher, sometimes we get all amped up for Easter Sunday. I'm looking out and I see some retired clergy and some active clergy still among us and we get all amped up over Easter Sunday, can't we? It's one of the few weeks that it never changes. And we shouldn't try to change it. It's the good news of Jesus Christ, which is the power of salvation for all people. For any who will receive him. 
So, on the first day of the week, while it was still dark outside, very early in the morning, Scripture says the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again? Then the women remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and the others with whom, with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women. I just want to pause right there and say foolish men. That was a mistake on the part of the church right there. Because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. I want to venture to say that there's a few different types of people who have gathered together this morning for worship. Many of us will be following in the footsteps of Peter. We've heard the rumor that Jesus is alive and we've come to hear again for themselves and to to raise up the question, what if it is true? What if death is real but not final? What if Jesus is not merely past, but also present and future? What if Jesus were to meet you here right now? What would my life be like then? I suspect there might be others of you this morning who gather to hear this Easter message and it's Maybe a little bit different. Maybe like Shakespeare said in Macbeth, it's a tale full of sound and fury signifying nothing. The critics, the skeptics, those who are trapped in unbelief. Unbelief is not no belief, by the way. Unbelief is unbelief. It means you do not believe. It's different than not having a belief. 
And yet there's others. Some of you have seen the risen Messiah. Some of you have seen Jesus the Christ. And you can't wait to tell others. Guess we don't need that. I wasn't exactly sure where we were going to go this morning. Direct, well, I knew where we were going to go. We always go there. It hasn't been the easiest of weeks, though. Has anybody else had kind of a crappy week? I know that that word might cause some friction for some of you, but my week wasn't easy. I'm just being candid. A friend of our son died last Sunday. You're not supposed to bury your kids. Those of you that have lost children know exactly what I'm talking about. And the hole that it leaves. And the same day that we laid to rest Vinny, one of my best friends was diagnosed with Five tumors on his brain and one on his lungs. That's kind of crappy. He called me Wednesday night. His opening line was, Joe, it's not good. Like, well, no, it's not good to have tumors on your brain, bud. He said, no, the doctor said it's not good. Then Thursday came, then Friday came, and he called me Friday evening, and he said, Joe, I've seen the risen Lord. I was supposed to lead worship with him this morning. He's not in a position where he can do that because of the tumors at the moment, but he asked me if he could say a word to the congregation. What do you tell a guy in that moment? No? Don't do that. Let me tell you what you don't do. Don't do that. And Nate stood up in front of the hundreds and said, you need Jesus. Because there is nothing, nothing in life that is stable except for him. Amen is right. So if you came today, maybe looking for the Messiah because you haven't felt him real present lately, I would invite you to repent of your sins and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you came today as a skeptic, questioning the reality of life after death because it doesn't make sense, Science tells us otherwise. Well, science doesn't have the final say, church. Jesus does. He gets the first word. He gets the last word. He is the word. And if you came today and you have seen Jesus, the risen Christ, and experienced his grace and forgiveness, his healing, then for the love of the world, please, Go and tell people about it. 
You hold the keys, the nuggets of gold that the world around you is desperate for. I want to share with you with the Apostle Peter. You know, we think these people got it all put together, don't we? You think I got it all put together? You think the, the saints and the apostles got it all put They don't all have it put together, okay? But we're faithful. We're people who are broken and saved by grace in need of a loving creator God who have grabbed a hold of the hem of his garments and said, I am not letting go. Even when life is pretty crappy. Peter has a vision from the Lord where a sheet comes down and there's a whole bunch of sacrifices on animals on it and stuff and he's kind of figuring out the Lord's downloading what's happening and at the same time there's another man who's having a vision of Peter and saying you got to get a hold of this guy by the way not one person not one person believed Jesus when he said I will rise from the dead on the third day not one not Mary not Joanna none of those people not Peter not the beloved disciple nobody They all went looking for the dead body. But Peter, after he had seen the risen Lord, and he learned what it is to grab a hold of the hem of the garment and never let go, said this in the Acts of the Apostles. He comes into Cornelius' house and Cornelius says, hey, loose paraphrase right here, would you teach us something, preach something to us? I know you've got something. The Lord revealed that to me. So Peter says, began to speak. He says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Amen? But he accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. He says, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is indeed Lord of all. He says, you know what has happened throughout Judea. You've heard about it, he's telling them. You heard this stuff. Beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was in him. Then he says this. We are witnesses of everything. We're witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God God had already chosen. By us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Jesus commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. He says all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. For the glory of God. Amen. Peter still didn't have it together. Sounds like he does, doesn't it? He said, I now realize 
In other words, I finally, the light bulb finally went off. But if you continue to read the story in Acts, you find that Peter reverts back to his old ways. And he begins to separate the Jews and the Gentiles to the point where his buddy Paul has to say, I think Paul might have grabbed him and slapped him actually. Get a hold of yourself, man. What's wrong with you? This gospel is for all the people. God shows no partiality. So I want to leave you with this thought today. Why'd you come? Only you can answer that question. Did you come because you were looking for answers? Did you come because you had to? I mean, that's real. Or did you come because you've seen the risen king and you can't wait to tell others about it? And you wanted to worship the son of the living God who scripture says is seated at the right hand of the father until he comes again in final victory to assume his rightful position here on earth. Church, if you don't hear anything else today, know that God loves you. That he poured out his love for you in the person of Jesus and he offered a way for forgiveness of sin and life everlasting. You don't have to have it all put together. Just grab a hold of the hem of the garment and don't ever let go. If life isn't going real good right now, now is the time to really grab tight and allow Jesus to be present in ways like you've never experienced before so that you might tell somebody else, I've seen the risen Lord. Maybe they won't respond like those first few men did. Maybe they'll believe right away. Maybe you'll have to keep telling them over and over and over again. Because here's the reality. You receive miracles every single day. It's just our eyes are often closed to them. God loves you, friends. It's Easter. Jesus, thank you for your grace. Father, we don't even have to pretend anymore because you know us fully. Forgive us where we haven't acknowledged you, where we've allowed the culture to define what we believe and how we live our lives, where we've seen and not told others. Father, forgive us where we've rejected you completely. Lord, you've got a story that's unfolding. 
I want to see it. So open my eyes and open our eyes to the fullness of your glory among us today. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.